Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, here on the Self Mastery Podcast. Happy Mother's Day yesterday. It was a beautiful Mother's Day for us. We were able to spend a lot of time here together at the house with all of our kids and my wife, she got a bunch of beautiful cards. She got some wonderful chocolates. My wife is that woman who is like, no, don't cook for me. I'll cook for you on Mother's Day. So she made some wonderful cookies, delicious cookies, sourdough bread. We've been making a lot of sourdough bread of late. So officially, happy Mother's Day to her and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. This week, we're going to talk about what is and not what should be. And I want to start by telling you a story. It was September 15th, 2001. So this was just a few days after the September 11th terrorist attacks. It was 3.30 a.m. My mission companion, the other two elders in our apartment, and I were all sound asleep on our seventh floor flat, two blocks from a place called Piazza Garibaldi, which is the train station in Naples, Italy. So if you've ever been to Naples, if you've ever been to Vesuvius, which is just outside of Naples, you will probably have gone through this piazza. So our little apartment is just around the corner. It's almost a stone's throw away. On the minds of each of us was this great tragedy that had just changed the face of the world. And as we slept, I'm sure we were all subconsciously thinking of all the loss and the fear and the hatred and the pain that were at that moment permeating the lives of Americans eight time zones away. A rainstorm had been pounding the city for hours, maybe even days by that point, I don't remember. Deep in sleep, four missionaries heard a desperate thunder banging through our apartment. Permeating our slumbering ears was the voice of our 60-year-old landlady crying, Fate presto! Fate presto! which in Italian means come quickly. As our feet hit the floor, something was really very clearly wrong. Where there should have only been tile, there was water. At the door, our landlady begged us to shut off the water, which she was certain was coming from our apartment. It was, after all, full of boys, barely old enough to vote, and so obviously they must have broken something. That's what missionaries do, right? That's what 20-year-old boys do. Maybe not missionaries, but 20-year-old boys anyway. Stepping out and standing on the landing of our top-floor apartment, I could see a cascade of water careening toward the earth and crashing at the bottom of our large stairwell. The door to a second apartment opened to reveal our neighbors across the hall, bleary-eyed and confused, and offering no answers. We all turned and looked at the third door on this level an empty apartment that had been unoccupied for as long as anyone could recall. I tried the door. Nothing, which is what I expected. But I could clearly feel the flow of water gushing between the door and the floor. The landlady had no key because this was a private apartment, and from the landing there was no way in. 
The balcony of that empty apartment and the adjacent missionary apartment was separated by a stone wall with only one way around it. Over the edge of the wet balcony with only a slippery rail seven floors up to hold on to. In a moment, I put on my raincoat. I went out onto our balcony and I climbed to the flooding one where I found the only drainage hole blocked by a wayward mop and a random piece of plastic. I grabbed the plastic, I removed the mop, the entire floor began to drain down into the appropriate hole. Crisis averted. Time to clean up. Sometimes I have conversations with spouses. Spouses of pornography users, spouses of people who are dealing with other crises in life, who come to me at the moment of that crisis and they have just found out. They've just found out that their spouse is using pornography. They've just found out some other crisis has entered their lives. Many are distraught. They're unbending. They're unable to look at this as anything other than betrayal. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't look at it as something other than betrayal. And they believe their marriage is over. They believe their spouse is broken beyond repair and that they are a failure. And what I want to talk about today is this very issue of focusing on what should be rather than focusing on what is. So let's talk about the differences between how we act when we focus on what is versus how we act when we focus on what should be. What is, in my mind, creates possibility. And what should be delays possibility. It puts a, a space between us and where we're going next. It puts us in a place where we decide, no, I'm right, and so I'm going to stay here until my rightness has been justified. So let me give you a couple of examples. A high school graduate might say, my GPA will get me into these colleges. I'm ready to make a choice when they're thinking about what is. When they're thinking about what should be, they might say, my GPA isn't good enough to get into the school I want. I wish I had studied harder. A business person might say, our sales were 93% of our target. Let's evaluate our process to see if there are any adjustments we can make for the next quarter. When they're thinking about what should be, they might say something like, if only I had made one more sale. I missed my bonus. This is the worst. I should have worked harder. A pornography user might say something like, I see how I have behaved. I understand the choices I made that brought me here, and I'm going to learn as much as I can from this. When they're thinking about what should be, they might say something like, it just happened, or I don't have control over myself, or I'm an addict, something to that effect. So let's take each of these really quickly and kind of break them down for a moment. When you are a high school graduate and you look at your GPA, there's not much that you can do to change it in that moment, especially after you've graduated. You see it, you've got the paper in, in hand, and all you can do from that moment forward is choose the college you're going to go to or not at all. You don't have to go to college or you could go on a mission. You could do whatever, right? But when you think about things as they are and you see them for what they are and you say, okay, these are my choices going forward, you open up a world of possibilities wherein you can make the decisions that create the life that you want to create from that point forward. When you look at, 
well, my GPA isn't good enough and I can't get into the school I want to get into and I, you know, let's, I'm going to ruminate on how I should have studied harder. You begin to delay those possibilities. You actually kind of put a dam between you and your next decision because you're thinking, oh, if only I had done it right. Now, you may not spend a lot of time there. I'm not saying that you will. But when you put that, oh, gosh, why didn't I do this? Between you and the thing that you're trying to get to next, you begin to delay possibility. If you work in business, this is something else, something that you might see often, right? Especially if you've ever managed people. You know, you sit down with them and they they want to tell you why something didn't happen. They want to tell you what isn't going right. They might want to tell you, you know, I'm just trying as hard as I can, but everything is going wrong. And they look at what should be, right? They think the sales should come easier. They think that the product should sell itself. They think all kinds of things about whatever's going on in this realm of I don't have control. Rather than saying, this is where I am. This is what has brought me here. And now I'm going to evaluate my process. I'm going to evaluate my strategies and my sales techniques. I'm going to see if there's not a skills gap and create what I want to create out of the world of possibility that lays before me. And again, you may, you know, people don't stay in these places for a long, long time when it comes to stuff like business or your college degree or what have you. But I will say when you're in uh, a relationship, lots of times in relationships, we stay in this should be place a long time. We do it with our parents. We do it with our kids. We do it with our spouses. So let's go to that one for a quick moment. A pornography user might say, I see how I have behaved. I understand the choices that I made that brought me where I am today. I'm going to learn from this as much as I can, and I'm going to build and create new techniques to go forward. Or they might say, it just happened to me. You know, I'm not in control of this. I, I'm an addict. I I should be better, but I'm not better, and I don't know why, right? This place of, I can't believe that I'm still here. I can't believe that I haven't achieved. I can't believe that I haven't quit this. I'm, I'm a 40-year-old man, and I'm not better yet. Why am I not better? None of that helps you stop using pornography. None of that helps you stop creating the life or start creating the life that you want to create. It only delays it. It tells you, oh, I can just wait here. Your brain kind of tells you, I can wait here until um, the magic bullet comes along and fixes me. And we do this with our with our spouses as well. You know, if he would just do this, then I'll be happier. If she would just do that, then I would be more satisfied in our marriage, right? And that should uh, reality that we think, oh, that should exist, that doesn't doesn't help us move forward. But when we focus on what is, and we say, this is how my wife likes to behave. And so I'm going to choose to live my life in such a way that I make the choices and create the reality that I want. So let me give you an example of what that might look like. So in our marriage, Darcy is, um, she's, let me be honest with you guys. Don't tell her I told you this, but she's not very good at giving back scratches. She's always been very terrible at it. In fact, what usually ends up happening is like, she'll like scratch my back for a minute and then 
she'll get either uninterested or she'll find something to pick at on my back. And let let me be honest, like I, I don't have a lot of zits on my back, but you know, you're probably a human and you probably get stuff on your back too. And I'm not a very hairy person and she will just, you know, she goes into full on recess monkey. Don't tell her I told you this, okay? <laughs> and it used to bug me. It used to bug me a lot. It used to be like, why can't you just be like all the other wives and just give me good back scratches? Like, this is not that hard. You should be better at this. And let me be honest. Like, it was really a big deal for me for a little while there. I was like, why, why are you like this? And I would get mad at her. And at one point I decided, you know what? This is just who she is. This is how she operates. This is what she wants. She wants to just do it the way she wants to do it. And she doesn't, she's not really in, she's not really worried about whether or not I'm getting a good back scratch out of this, right? And so I decided, you know what? I'm just gonna be very direct about it. And I'm gonna say, listen, I want you to scratch my back. If you're not willing to scratch my back the way that I want you to scratch my back, that's okay. I'm not gonna be mad but I'm not going to let you pick at my <laughs> at my back either, right? And so if you called her right now, if you were able, able to get her on the phone, you'd say, hey, when was the last time you like really scratched Zach's back? She could probably not tell you because I don't ask her to scratch my back anymore because she doesn't want to do it the way that I would enjoy it, right? And And that's fine, right? That is me looking at what is and choosing to be happy and saying this is our relationship and I'm going to be okay with that. That's... That's fine with me. I'm actually, I still love my wife, even though she doesn't do it exactly the way that I want her to. And this has, this has been a really interesting little guide to what is in my life. And, and it is just a tiny glimpse, right? It's a tiny little example of what is and, and how we can create such great difficulty with what should be. Or I guess I should say what we think should be. You know, on, on the flip side, my wife has on a number of occasions chastised me for the way that I load the dishwasher. And every time I do it, and I, I've not always been the best loader, I, I honestly, I believe the dishwasher should just wash the dishes. I don't really think that you should have to make uh, the dishes clean before you put them in the dishwasher. That's I don't get that. I don't understand why that is. In fact, it bugs me that I have a dishwasher that I paid good money for that doesn't actually get the dishes clean. And my wife says, well, this is the way that it has to, you know, <laughs> this is the way you have to wash the dishes. So I'll throw them in there and then she'll get to them and she will fix it according to the, to the way that she wants it. And she used to get on me. She really used to be like so frustrated with the way that I would do it. And now she just says, don't worry about it, honey. I'll just do the dishes. And for her, that is an example of what is, rather than her ruminating on what should be and how she wants it and why it should be that way, and whether or not I'm a good husband because I can't seem to wash the dishes just right. And this is a perfect example. These two are perfect examples of how we can look at what is and choose to be happy, or we can look at what should be and spend a lot of time being very unhappy about all of the things that just aren't the way that they should be. So for this week, I really want all of you to take some time, 
look at the life that you're living right now. And there is a lot of, oh man, it should be this way. It should be that way. You know, we should have responded differently to the COVID-19, some people might say, or we should open up the economy right now, some other people might say. And there's a lot of shoulds out there in the world right now that are impacting major parts of this country and the world. And I want you to look in your life and I want you to see what is. And I want you to say, I am going to choose to be happy with what is and make the choices that I can make going forward so that I can be and create the world that I want and make that world come to pass and make that world the one that really is wonderful for myself and for my family. And this, this is going to be a great week. This is going to be a great month. This is the, this is the moment that we all look at what is and we say, yes, I can create something amazing right here, right now. Because when we focus on what is, just like I did in that story in that apartment in Naples so many years ago, I could create the reality that I wanted. I went and I created a resolution to the problem that all of us were seeing. You can do the same thing right here, right now, in your home, this week, for you. All right, you guys, this has been a marvelous Mastery Monday. I love chatting with you guys. Please send me any topics that you want me to discuss. Feel free to go on and review my podcast. That is how people, they that's how they let people know what this podcast is and how they put it out for, for the, you know, the masses. Um, the more reviews we get, the better this thing will show up in front of other people. And if you're thinking, oh, you know, this is a podcast about pornography use and I can't review it because someone might see that I use pornography, you can put it down as an anonymous podcast review. So don't worry about that. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash workwithme. That's zackspafford.com slash workwithme. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.